Wow, what a joy it is to be back fellowshipping with you guys on a Sunday morning. It's been about three years since we were last here with you guys, and uh, it's just so sweet being back. I, although I'm a little out of practice, I realized when we did communion just now, I'm not used to the new little thing, and I, and I ate the elements in the wrong order. But uh, I'll get used to it eventually. I wanted to begin uh, by reading for you some of the fruit of your guys' investment in, in this ministry. Many of you have given your time. Uh, many of you have carried boxes for us. Uh, some of you have run errands for us, sent us packages. Uh, many have prayed long hours on our behalf. Uh, many of you have given sacrificially, given of your time and your finances uh, for us, and we just want to thank you for that. Uh, and I want you to hear some of the fruit of, of those sacrifices that you guys have made. So I'm going to read uh, a little bit. This is God's word. And it's in the Do language. I'm going to read Ephesians, if I can. Let's see here. I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. Nguko dokoro anutugo samakang samakang tuong nunoni Cristo kuno kiato. Rambaruru kongo somonerero. Samakang samakang nguko. Norengombo kamarero tunokaro kini anutuko kinange renunaro samakang samakang uko ometeng te atowong uro kimoyong kini unde koro uningato enenekoyong kama hokoea. So two weeks ago today, uh, just as you were enjoying your Sunday afternoon, it was Monday in Papua New Guinea. And I was sitting at a desk 7,000 miles away in that direction. And I was sitting with my language helper and I was translating those verses. I was checking them for comprehension. And the verses I just read in Do, Ephesians 2, 8 to 9, if I translate them back roughly into English, here's what they say. For God gave us free help so that we believed in Christ and he brought us from destruction. We did not make this help come into being. No, God gave it to us for nothing. That help is not pay for the good things that we have done. Because of that, not a single person can lift up their own name. Those were the last verses that I translated into the Doe language before our eldest son, Jude, uh, went sailing down the Finisterre Mountains on his bike and had a tussle with a tree. The tree suffered a severe dent to its trunk. Uh, but thankfully, should continue to grow nicely, which is good news because that tree is a vital part of our laundry line. Jude, on the other hand, suffered a deep gash on his chin and a broken jaw. This happened about 10 days, uh, 11 days ago now. 
but after a medevac and 11 stitches, four plane flights, a CAT scan, a doctor consult, and countless prayers from you all, uh, I'm proud to say that Jude, too, shall continue to grow nicely. Uh, we found out on Tuesday, the day we landed, uh, that Jude will not need surgery. He just has to chew things very, very carefully for a few weeks. As many of you know, uh, Grace Bible Church uh, has been involved in Papua New Guinea for quite some time now. Uh, you all sent out a team of missionaries uh, in December of 2014, Cans, the Dodds, and the Laymans. And our plan, though complicated in the details, was pretty simple. It had some simple big steps. It was move into a tribal location, into a people group where they don't have God's word in their own language. And we would move in, and then we would learn their language, learn their culture, learn how they think, learn their worldview. Uh, after that, create a written form to their language and teach them how to read it. Then, translate the Bible into their own language, verse by verse, phrase by phrase, sentence by sentence, paragraph by paragraph, and with the ultimate goal of teaching them God's word in their own language. And then, of course, teaching uh, qualified men to teach God's word in our place when we leave. That was the goal and still is the goal of our work there, though many things have changed. Along the way, God has provided so many means to get this job done. He's provided through you all money, uh, people to move boxes, people to build houses, people to pray for us. He's given us connections with people in Papua New Guinea and here, friends and fellowship. And God has also given us many things that seem counterproductive to this mission that we've been on. As many of you know, he gave Matt Dodd cancer right after our work in the village was beginning. He's given us illnesses, injuries, many of which have slowed us down, and now Jude's little tumble has brought us back early to the States before I could finish all the work I had planned with teaching and translation. Uh, as you know, he gave the world COVID-19 last year, which has really made a mess of the world and has made ministering in a third world country very difficult. But as you guys know and have been taught, and we've been listening a little behind you guys, but we have been listening to the sermons that you guys have been listening to. You guys are hearing that God is sovereign and he is good, that he is in charge of all these things. He is doing exactly as he plans exactly as he pleases. And ultimately, all our efforts in this mission, they count for nothing, unless God does the miracle that we just read about in Ephesians 2. The help we truly need is not given to us as payment for something that we've done or trials that we have suffered. No, it's given to us freely because of the work of Jesus Christ. And it's my great privilege to bring you greetings from the church in Myroro. There are people, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, 
Earlier this year, we were able to complete about 53 lessons of teaching, starting in Genesis and going through the book of Revelation, giving them a new worldview, showing them what is actually true, trying to teach them who God really is, and showing them their need for forgiveness. The problem that they have with God the guiltiness they have before a holy God, and showing them the solution that God has provided in Jesus Christ. Uh, we live in a village of about 500. I would say about 50 people came regularly to the teaching. Um, and I would guess we probably have about 20 believers currently. We pray for more, but we have about 20 believers currently in our village. And they send you greetings. And they send their deepest thanks for sacrificing to get the gospel to them. Just before I left, our village leader, Eki, came to me as I was packing up our bags. And he sat down in our living room and he opened his Melanesian Pigeon Bible to Acts chapter 20. And this is what he read. You yourselves know how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Eki just expressed his gratitude that we would come, that the Mitchells would come, that Amelia Brink would come, that the Dodds would come, the Laymans would come, the Cans would come, and not shrink from declaring repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. This man, Eki, has come to me many times over the last six months uh, as we were going through the gospel teaching and just expressing to me his confusion over the gospel. It's like, it's like I'm in darkness. I can't tell what's true. He's surrounded by Christian traditions and animism, and it's just a mess. But on this last night that I was in my Roro, he told me he is so thankful because he now sees the light of the good news of God. And he asked me to thank you all for sending us and supporting us in this work. And I know he, among many others, also asked that after this furlough of ours, which hopefully will be about a year, uh, that you'll send us back. So anyways, thank you guys so much for praying with us and supporting us. It's really good to be back with you all. There are many more stories to share, but I'll leave those for another time. Uh, so this brings to a close this part.